The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It's just the two of us, Derek and myself, Mike. But actually, this week, it's not Wait, just... Now that song's stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, and I still won't call you Zod. Um, I don't know how long we're going to keep that joke running. I th- I say till the end of 2020. I don't I don't know if anybody else but you and me get that joke. So, <laughs> well, we're not explaining it tonight because we have director John Garcia, actress Tiffany Groban, and Ian, an actor Ian Stout from the movie Love in a, in a Dangerous Time. Love in Dangerous Times. Yeah, Love in Dangerous Times. Um. On the show with us, and that was John that you just heard. How's everyone doing? Doing great. Yeah, great. Great to be here. here. And, and I want to say thank you again to October Coast for, for hooking us up with you guys. Um, at first, with, with the type of, of movies we generally get from October Coast, with the title, I'm like, okay, Love and Dangerous Times, it's Halloween, maybe it's, you know, we're, we're hitting that type of... <laughs> This was a surprising twist for me. Uh, it was not the, the type of movie I was expecting, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and got I got involved. I, I, I got sucked in. I was like, okay. I'll, uh, I'll go even further than that. I, I actually got uh, I actually got choked up a, a few times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and, and I think this movie is appropriate for what we're going through right now with the virus that shall remain nameless. And I, I think that's what I liked about it, too, is it's a very artistic expression of what's going on. And it encompasses how we feel, how we want to feel and where we're potentially heading with the with the new normal. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, perfect. Uh, so I guess John, you're you're the primary person behind the film. What? Tell us a little bit about the movie and how it came about. Yeah, no, no problem, man. Um, yeah, I, I I almost got choked up a little bit when you're talking about it just now. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> see, and, and I'm curious. I'm curious what parts make made you all choke up a little bit. But um, so so uh, yeah. So getting into the into the um, like 
how it came about, um, you know, right, right when the pandemic hit, you know, of course, like a lot of complicated feelings are, 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 com- are coming through. And I, you know, normally like, you know, when, when things get tough, like I want to, I want, I want to make, I just love making movies. I, you know, I make them all the time, you know, and I, I, I wanted to make something and kind of take in everything that was like happening. I, I remember I called, I called, uh, I had the idea that I called, uh, I called Ian, you know, and asked him what he thought. And, uh, I was hoping he would like the idea and he did. And, and once he was, uh, once he was into it and he told me he was into it, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I have, I have support, you know, I have, uh, you know, talented actor and, uh, filmmaker and Ian, you know, um, all, all the equipment we used was, was pretty much Ian, uh, it was all his gear from 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 Vertica, uh, and Ian's also a sound a sound op as well. Uh, um, so, right. you know, we, we, yes, yeah, we we could, we could talk. I, I'm an audio engineer at uh, at the Disney parks here in Orlando. Oh, right on, yeah. And, and I've been I've been in the, even though I've been with Disney uh, a little over 22 and a half years, uh, I've been in the industry since '86. Right on. So yeah. So we so we could, we could talk audio. <laughs> were you were you uh, loading actual physical tape back in the day when you started? Um, first college I went to was Carnegie Mellon, uh-huh. and I was charging 150 bucks to help seniors with their splicing projects and nice. basically do their splicing projects for them. So, right uh, quor- so quarter inch, inch. Yep. Um, actually, no, we we did quarter inch and, and half inch. There, okay. there at the school. Uh, I ended up getting my specialized associate's degree at Full Sail here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And with there, um, we did the half inch, quarter inch, but I also got to learn the like the Studer Diaxis, which I loved. I was consistently with uh, Diaxis was used for um, mix to picks for adding audio back into video. And I was consistent, consistent plus or minus three frames on my initial audio drop. So, That's legit. but I, I haven't touched that in 22 <laughs> years. So right? I don't know if I'm still that consistent or not. That is some like geeky audio talk, but just like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of drifted off there. Yeah, don't get put everybody else's sleep. I like love it. People love in the it. audience right now have been like, dude, I know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The audio, we got the audio people. That's you know, right. That There's fan base, they're going to love this. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So cool. So, um, so how did you bring Tiffany in on this project? Right. So she's well, the, the third person on the line with us. Right. Right. So, um, we, we needed, uh, the co-lead. And so I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think like, I think I, I mean, like we, we, we had Tiffany in mind pretty much the whole time, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, um, we were, we were tossed around, uh, a few different people and I was just, um, I had recently gone to a play that Tiffany was, uh, one of the lead actors in and she absolutely crushed it. And uh, her performance was memorable. Her her presence on stage was memorable. And uh, theater performances, like there's some theater actors can kind of come into the film world, into the theater world, and others can't. Um, But I've noticed a a trend that the ones that can go in both worlds, um, theater actors tend to hold a presence that is unparalleled. They can really capture your attention and keep you there. And um, yeah, uh, her performance... um, 
something tigers what was the name of the show tigers something, be still tigers be still Rosenstock. yeah yes really great play uh and she yeah she nailed it so uh she was top of mind and and we reached out and she said yes and both john and i did a high five and a breath of relief like okay we got a solid actress uh, it's time to make this movie she, she didn't say yes right away she was um well she asked good questions yeah like, she, like she, a good actress should exactly what it just means, <laughs> you know so there's you know like how far away are we in the sex scene there was there was a scene we cut out at that at that point you know we're like okay it was it was partly because we i i didn't know uh tiff, tiff at all and uh and ian ian knew her so we I, there was a bit of a feeling out process and i think at some point at one point early on she'd actually passed you know because she was kind of she wanted to make sure we had everything kind of set you know like because we're making movies in a pandemic right and there's yeah, no yeah. guidelines for that so i didn't blame her for like that. We're making the guidelines as we go right yeah, we're making yeah. them as we go because i mean now now there are some some like guidelines now but at that time there weren't so i didn't blame her and remember i looked i looked at ian and i was like well fuck you know like i really really wanted to work with her i was like i guess we'll start looking for somebody else and i was like wait 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 you know i'm gonna reach out I'm going to try really hard. I don't know what I, <laughs> I, I, I just called you. I just called you and yeah, yeah. Uh, like, just fucking do this movie, you know, please. I, I don't know. I was much lighter about it, much nicer about it, but, uh, you know, we were willing to give her whatever, do whatever we needed to get her in this thing. And, and, and she eventually said yes. So that's how, so, that's how it happened. So mm-hmm. how did, how did they, they actually pitch the movie to you, Tiffany? <laughs> I mean, I don't really remember fully. Um, like they, they sent me the script and I looked at the script and I really liked it. And yeah, I, it was ultimately the, um, just like being in the pandemic and there was, there was a scene where we were going to be not, not like where we were going to be together, like not six feet apart. And I was like, I don't know. Like I hadn't really left my house. Like I live in a studio apartment by myself and I was like, I don't know COVID. And I, I really don't want to get sick. I really don't want to get anyone else sick, you know? So I that was, that was kind of the, um, the issue that I that I had at first. Um, so so but, there was a little Art Mirror's life with your character in the film. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> now, was this the first film you've done, or have you done first, others? I've done a few shorts, but I've not. This is the first feature length that I've done. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going to ask, and I tend to ask this with most people: uh, stage or film? Oh man, it's so hard. There's there's so many positives to both and they're both so different, but yet there's there's still some of the same. So I I don't really know how to answer the question. Like film film is so natural and you, you the, like everything you can see in your eyes, like just and then with theater, it's like with theater the audience is a part of the play. You know, it's a part of the performance, right. but it's a character. Whereas whereas when you're filming a movie, it's it's a little bit different. So you know, so there are just like different things about each of them that I just love being a part of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I started I started off in in theater on oh, with awesome. stage, uh, doing uh, lighting and audio in, in the oh. staging world. Yeah. So I, I coming from a theater background myself, I, I'm always curious. Because now with my daughter uh, taking dance in the new studio we're at now, they her previous studio would be, okay, we're going to perform at a high school stage. We're going to perform at a church with the stage at their church, at this church or whatnot. Uh, her current studio, they actually perform at one of the performing arts centers downtown. 
And when I took her across for her onstage rehearsal for that day, I'm like, once you step through this door, your life's going to change on how you feel about performing and be prepared to take in whatever, however that feels for you. I know for me, when I walk through the door, I'm like, okay, I'm, that was like a home situation for me. It never, it never leaves, uh, especially as a professional. It's like, okay, that I'm, I'm home. I, I'm, I still feel comfortable. Um, I asked her afterwards, I said, so what did you think? You stepped on a real stage. She goes, I like it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I guess in, in your case, would you recommend for up and coming actors or, or those in the independent world, if, if they've done nothing but film, would you recommend they go do a short stint on stage just to, and do you think time on stage would help their craft? Absolutely. I think that time on stage, at least for me, I mean, with theater, you get to when you work on a project, you know, you work on a full length production, you're generally prepping for the audition. And then when you get cast, then you're prepping ahead of time. And then you have four weeks of rehearsal and then four weeks at least of performances. So you really get to like dig super, super deep into that character for a long period of time and really get to play with it in a way that um, the film you don't always get to and so I think that there's a lot of value in in theater in that kind of um, experiencing that kind of world um, yeah so getting back to the film I know that's a major part of this convert of this <laughs> episode tonight you said this took place you, you shot all this near the beginning of the pandemic yeah yeah um, I was wow. the dates I was, I was trying to remember um, but it was um, like it was mid-April, mid-April to really, yeah, about into into May, I believe. So there was a I'm lot. Very, I'm very interested in how you shot this because this is such a different a different film in that a lot of it had to be done like how we're talking now over Skype and everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm very interested in in finding out how you how you. Went about filming it, how you went about scripting it, um, how much, how much, how much did you follow the script? Or uh, was there any ad libs or anything like that? Things like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so uh, I, I, I think I wrote the first like two drafts, and and then uh, Ian and I started just shooting it back and forth to one another, and and chiming in some ideas, and became a cohesive uh, thing that that we both finished. And then um, uh, you know we 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 it was written to like not you know, of course like most indie films are low budget like this, like just not to not uh, have many characters, not many locations, but we didn't want to stay in the in the condo and apartment the whole time because I thought that might be a little hard for audience and I'd done a film like that before and I know contestant audience is patient so we wanted to <laughs> get out of there but not not too much you know but uh, uh, and so like um, uh, at um, at some point we started thinking about you know because we, we had one crew member besides myself uh, our friend Steve who's not on the call tonight but um, we we're like so how do we capture sound from you know from you know if we're doing some of this virtual like we, we, the, the the audio that's coming from the computer is not going to be good enough so we started uh, you know thinking about ways to you know since Ian's a, an audio person you know he had a little recorder and so we we gave for instance we gave um, Tiffany a recorder and so uh, we would slate on our side. And then she would repeat the slate on her side. And so then, you know, she would record her audio, you know, and then uh, after the end of the day, she would send us her audio and then, 
Um, uh. I, I was trying to I was trying to do uh, dailies every day. So if eventually we, we found like a groove where um, we we kept our days about eight or nine. Three, you know, three people doing all the work. I mean, when Ian is not acting, he was helping out with doing crew stuff. He just had to. There wasn't enough people. Um, and so right. uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it took us a few days to realize, OK, like we have nine hours in us. You know, 40 year old men, we got about nine hours, nine good hours. And then we're tired, <laughs> you know. And so and so um, so we sure. we try to keep our days at about eight or nine hours. And uh, so I'd ha- I could have three hours to edit at, at, at the end of the day. Some of that would be like just transferring time. And uh, sometimes Ian would just stay and transfer and I'd fall asleep and I wake up and then I and I, and I'd, uh, you know, I just start snoring and then I, you know, he'd leave and then I'd start editing after he left. And then I was trying to this is the first movie where we like actually, you know, edited dailies. And I saw like the benefit of like, you know, seeing what you're shooting as you shoot it. And I could. um and I would send it to the actors and they would they could gauge their performances. I'd never done that before. If we wanted to, you know, um, think about something about like continuity issue of some kind, we could watch the movie because it was always uploaded and we could watch it in real time. It was pretty cool. You know, um, the way that we did it ended up we, we found like a nice a nice process. And, and we, you know, um, Steve was our. You know, he was our uh, gaffer, our grip, our audio person, our UPM, our produ- he was just he was sending out the schedule and call sheets every day. And uh, I don't know, it just it found like uh, we found a little system with it, you know, and um, as far as uh, the script and improvising, like there was there was definitely some improvising. But but we had I think we had a solid script. But um, I mean, kind of like the way to get kind of that that realism that 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 I like that I think the film has. Um, you know, I think it was the actors kind of bringing, bringing their own, their own shit to, it, you know, just bringing, bringing, bringing themselves to it and, and, and collaborating. So now I, uh, I gotta ask Ian, since there were, since Tiffany had a, a recorder and the gentleman who played your dad and, and your brother and the original target at the beginning of the film, um, with them having recorders on their end, did you find originally when you were doing this process that there was some drift between the video and the audio from their yeah. side? Yeah, that's such a great question. Yeah. Yeah, John felt the brunt of that, I think. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, well, I mean, I, I found out that, like, you know, there'd be a, a lag um, from the audio, of course, coming from the from the laptop, you know? Right. So, uh, so um, I would just, sometimes I would just move it over, and which would be kind of, really like labor intensive, you know? Um, but then we had a really good sound designer, you know, on this too. And she, uh, she just did two, two other movies I worked on and she's, she's fucking awesome. She's solid. So she did a lot of that work, you know, um, the, for us to make it out better. The, mm-hmm. the reason why I ask is when I originally started this podcast, uh, almost eight years ago, uh, Derek was not my original co-host. Uh, it was a guy I worked with from work and we did the same thing over Skype. It's like, okay, start one, two, three. And he would send me his audio. I was like, okay, I'm lining them up. And then there would be drift. I was like, why? We're using the exact same program, everything. Why are we getting drift? Well, okay, it goes back to, um, for our listeners, I'm, I'm going audio geek here a little bit, and I guess I'll be educating Derek some too. Uh, there is a recorder used on, on big budget films called a, a Nagra, and it with the bit being battery powered, the t- tape slowly ke- it it keeps the audio consistency even as the batteries are slowly draining. If there's lag, it still keeps that time code and will slow down the time code to accordingly. So it with to help eliminate some of that drift. That's cool. Well, we weren't getting that with our program, so I said screw it. 
I'll do all the recording on my end and you guys just talk, which is what we do now. And as what I taught Derek to do with his shows and we don't have that problem. We just deal with whatever lag there is with the internet for the, for that particular episode tonight, we're actually doesn't seem to be too much lag. So I'm thankful cool. for that. Yeah. Now that you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so for me, it was one of those to, for you to say you were filming this April, May, the way you're hit, there must've been a lot of foreshadowing of what was to come. Cause to me, this felt like this was something that was shot June, July Yeah, with how things have gotten worse in the second wave and more of where society is now. Did you realize that that was going to end up being the case when you were filming this? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I felt like um, we were changing some things as we were filming, as we like as things were coming more into focus about 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 the virus, you know, uh, about COVID. You know, we were just uh, we'd augment some things. I mean, I even the scene uh, early on when like um, Jason is like wiping off his his like products he bought from the from the grocery store. There was a time when everybody was I knew was doing that. Yeah, and, we, right? we did ourselves. And then, right. And I would get mad at my mother, like mother, like, mom, be sure and wipe those down. You're going to get sick. You know, I don't know. Like I would, you know, I was really like didn't want to go to the grocery store and things like that, you know. And so, I mean, that I mean, I've been to the grocery store tons of times and I haven't done that once, you know, um, in recent months. Right, but, yeah. but we were like learning as we as we went and kind of augmenting the script, you know, but um, you know, like, you know, take, for instance, like, you know, BLM becoming you know what it became you know like yeah. that was um in that little segment at the end of the film um we have a we have a friend uh uh me and, and ian who's shooting a documentary right now and, and uh about the portland protests and it's about and so we we asked him for some of his footage and we just thought it would you know it could be jarring but it, all, it also i mean i mean if we're talking about you know love and dangerous times you know it's like you know well that that's why that's why it made me question if yeah. y'all have filmed, you know, closer to to now because of uh, the BLM side of things. Because that was what, August, September when all that went down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like the we, – we wrapped up we, – we were picture locked in June and, uh, I mean, Portland had been – had protests every single night, right, from uh, someone helped me, um, Tiffany Ian, like since like, you know, in the summer. I mean, all summer basically, wow. right? Yeah. Naughty yeah. days of protests. Yeah, it, it was a while. I feel like yeah. it was at least the beginning of July, if not – it was June. Yeah, because I, I went to a couple of the protests, but it, yeah, I yeah. think it was in June that that started, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it was it was an afterthought, but we just we just thought it was an, important to get to get that in there, you know, as part of the experience, you know, of yeah. what what was happening during those times, especially in Portland. So I, I'm going to guess. I'm not going to assume because we know what that does. I'm going to guess. Y'all are all in the Portland area. Yeah. Well, we were. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I just moved to Houston, but yeah, we were all. It was filmed in downtown Portland. Okay. Um, the, the whole film was filmed like yeah, just in the the Pearl area of. Uh, well, I live in Southeast Portland, so mm-hmm. my my stuff was was not filmed in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite moment. I know you you're you're going to turn the tables on us here in a bit on what we liked about the film. <laughs> Y'all's favorite moments in the film. Oh, I really like the dancing scene. the The scene where we dance together. I really love that. It's like a really great like opening up scene between the two of them. I, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good scenes, but I really like that one. 
Yeah, dancing is definitely one of my favorite uh, elements in the movie. Just kind of my way of my character's way of processing everything, and then to get to bring uh, Tiffany's character in my world and to be able to dance with her was refreshing and fun. Um, but now, as I'm kind of playing the movie back in my mind, uh, I think the the scene where you and I are falling asleep next to each other for the first time, laptop, laptop, there was, yeah, there was, uh, I don't know, like when you, when you watch your own work, you're always nitpicking and being like, oh, you know, I could have done better there and I wasn't, you know, fully honest or I wasn't fully present. And uh, yeah, I, all of that went away and we were just like, two people in that moment feeling safe, feeling not alone, feeling connected. Uh, and I, I, you know, as an actor, when you're dropping in, you're, you're living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, uh, if, if it's working and it, it felt real and it felt, I felt alive and close and not alone and scared. And that was a beautiful, beautiful moment to share. Okay. Oh yeah, I love that scene. I think we also <laughs> shot it at like one in the morning, didn't we? That was yeah. like we were really, actually falling asleep What about you, John? Um, yeah, I like that scene a lot. They they just both look so so good in that scene. You know, they both look like they just they look great, and and the and like just the the back and forth through the screen. I mean, the, the colors, everything looked great in that scene. I really love that that yeah. scene too. Um, so yeah, uh, like with, uh, favorite moment. Um, I mean, I, I I I love the sex scene. I think it's hilarious and and sexy at the same time. But um, I also uh, um, I like I really like the the scene where they're playing the repetition game. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I always get a little bit I don't know something a little bit choked up during that I, I did then and there and I think like um, they're really connected um, and I just kind of I don't know I, I like I like what that scene became we shot it simultaneously and I remember like trying to fool with the cameras and thinking like okay we have to do this simultaneously simultaneously otherwise it's not going to work and trying to set those cameras up in a way where they don't shoot each other in this tiny little apartment and we figured it out <laughs> and it ended up being well worth it so. yeah it was what, well worth it what sorry yeah definitely where where what was the that, uh, that was, was my part that was my part, part of- that was my poor attempt in trying to get the game started what was the what was the hardest part of filming them this movie because it, it's such a it's such a different type of 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 thing from you know because of of what it is right well for, for me it was not being in the same room um with uh with an actor with the actor i mm-hmm. i you know with with tiffany it was hard to not be in the room with both actors that was that that's what was tough for me mm-hmm. as a director yeah, I can I can imagine that being tough. Yeah. What about what about you guys? You I uh, are you, you have something, Tiff? <laughs> no, I said you you go. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> <Still thinking>. um, <laughs> it's it's funny how we can psych ourselves out and getting you know kind of a. I, I guess I was grateful that after writing the script, uh, co-writing the script with John, and then rolling straight into production, you know, um, a couple of days later, and it, it helped that I had co-written it so that the scenes were in my mind and the dialogue was kind of in there, but I, I hadn't memorized it. I wasn't anywhere near off book. And so it was basically the night before, you know, we would finish the day of shooting and then I would go home and study the lines for until I would fall asleep. And then I'd wake up and, you know, either either I'd show up and we'd just shoot the scene or I'd, I'd get Tiffany or whoever on the uh, Bruce, my dad, uh, on the other end of the line. And we'd rehearse a little bit an hour before the shoot or while they were setting up the lighting, I would get on the phone and uh, video chat rehearse. But um, 
that I could have been terrified, and I probably was, at, at not knowing the lines for the next day until hours before we were shooting. And yet, because it was moving at a speed that was not stopping, and we were like, you know, this movie needs to happen now. We wrote it now. We need to shoot it now. Uh, we need to be one of the first pandemic films. Um, it actually was a gift in that I didn't have a chance to sit there and panic, uh, even though it, there would be sometimes hours before I, I didn't know my lines yet. And I'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, I don't have time for oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I actually have to learn these lines. And so uh, the, the, the greatest fear for me was also probably one of the biggest reliefs because uh, this was my first uh, feature length film as well. I've done a, a handful of short films as an actor. Um, I, I write and direct short films as well. Well, so I'm, I'm used to the world, but I'm not used to this much dialogue uh, for a feature. And so, yeah, that was probably the scariest thing for me, but it, it turned out okay. <laughs> and Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there, there were so many, like, small challenges that huh. ended up not being as challenging as I thought that they were going to be, you know? Um, so, so, like, for example, like, uh, on, on my end, being just, like, at my apartment alone, um, not able to see Steve, like, normally like seeing crew and stuff I, I normally kind of get to know the crew around me and and uh, so I would like check in a lot I'd be like where's Steve how's Steve doing <laughs> Steve where are you you know, um, so, uh, you know, um, that, and then, um, so like doing my own lights and sound and trying to set up the camera in a way that was going to work. I, I don't normally have to do that as an actor. And so that was, I was like really nervous about having that responsibility at first, but everyone was really great and helpful. Um, and so it ended up not being too much of an issue, except there was one day the scene where I, I can't remember totally how to explain explain the scene but i'm i'm sorting magic cards a magic deck on oh, the yeah. floor and it was like a hundred and something degrees i didn't have air conditioning i had these like hot lights on me and i was just <laughs> like this is so this is so painful you know and like <laughs> when we would get into the scene it'd be fine but like you know everything like leading up to the scene or like when we would take breaks i'd just be like oh my gosh it's so hot <laughs> well, um, well, yeah but everything ended up oh and also what ian was saying about about like learning lines so quickly um that i was i always am like a little concerned about about that but then it always ends up you know it always ends up happening it's like you know your brain is like okay i gotta do it so i'm gonna do it <laughs> you know um so eventually you know and then the connection between me and ian like that just that really helps to have a really good connection with the other actor because then you just kind of float into the lines and it just becomes really natural uh, yeah well without spoiling the film because i don't i don't know how far you you want us to potentially go into spoilers um the scene that leads in coming to Surreal's apartment to, to drop off the medicine. Is that the first time you two mm -hmm. actually were face to face during this whole project? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, they would drop off stuff at my apartment. They would drop off stuff like downstairs and then they'd tell me when they were gone so that I could go downstairs and, <laughs> and get stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first day, like, on set with all of you. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So did that, just, did that feel weird or? 
It was great. It did feel weird, but it, it was really great. It was, you know, it just, it felt, it felt really comfortable. Like at that point, at that point, I had gotten to know all three of them pretty well over, you know, the internet. And so just like kind of right. going in and being like super comfortable. I wanted to give them all hugs though, which I didn't. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is hard. Yeah. And Steve made us some delicious food. What was that? It was so good. <laughs> lentil, lentil soup. Yes. Yeah. Steve was also like den den mom, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty rad. He, I don't know why um, we haven't had him on on these things. So next time, hey, we could, we could try and add him in now if you want. See if he wants to come on. <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> Shoot him a text. I'm just, I'm just gonna call him real quick. Wait, <laughs> put him on. Speaker. Don't tell him. Just like put him on air. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna get the interview now. Hey, are, 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 are you available? No, I'm I'm kind of indisposed at the moment. Great, you're on. <laughs> Nice, nice. Hey, hey buddy, um, we're, we're on a call right now. Um, we're, we're being interviewed by uh, Weeby Geeks, and we, we want to include you in. Are you down? You, you're, I mean, you're, you're already in. You're already in right now. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you, you want to introduce yourself to Derek and Mike? Uh, I'm uh, Steve Avalon Gardner. I'm the, I'm the crew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's uh, six of us now with you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Hey, do you have Skype, Steve? Do I have Skype? Yeah. We're going old school. Old school, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, might, I might still have it on my computer. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, can can uh, can everyone hear him okay? Right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well then let's just roll with this. This is fine. This is fine. It's just um, like shooting the movie. Yeah, just like shooting the movie. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. We're back. And we're back. And we're back. So, so Steve, what what was one of your favorite moments uh, shooting the film? Oh, my favorite moments? Oh, geez, uh, I, I had I had so many, but I think one I think one of the funnest, which was also I think just because it was most comical, was any of the scenes that we had to try to shoot in the bathroom. <laughs> we, had to fit, we had to fit all of us in there, uh, you know, with like uh, Mike and uh, and try to be comfortable while doing a you know a screen call. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the biggest bathroom. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we were sitting there, and Ian's pants are down, and we're just uh, shooting, reshooting this scene. We got, we got really comfy, you know. Yeah, we yeah. more takes than we needed to. Yeah, <laughs> kept, kept running. Uh, if you check out our Instagram, Love and Dangerous Times on Instagram, there's a, a great shot of of John Garcia, the director slash cinematographer, in the tub with the camera. Uh, that's that's still one of my favorite BTS shots. <laughs> yeah, nothing like filming in the tub. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Derek, your question was what? Hardest thing about the film? Yeah, the hardest thing. Yeah, crew of everything. What was the hardest part for you, bud? Uh, hardest part for me? Um, well, I mean, uh, I think uh, mine was, uh, it, it was it was none of my equipment. So I was learning as I, as I it went. So um, everything was a learning curve. It was, uh, it was good, though. It was awesome. Get me on my toes. All right. I'll be right back. 
<laughs> a super dad of, of uh, how many kiddos? Three? He's, uh, Steve, you got four kiddos, right? Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I'm juggling. Oh, yeah, I apologize. I'm, a, I'm a, He's an amazing juggler. He kills it. I'm, a, I'm a father myself. Well, but I only have one kid, so I'm not juggling as many as as Steve is. <laughs> well, well, Steve, um, should should we let you go and 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 be dad? And we just wanted to hear your voice. And no, it's, I, I, yeah, that's great. No, I'm glad you guys called. That's awesome. Cool. Um, I'm just juggling movie night here, but um, no, it's awesome that you guys called. Yeah, man. Oh, anything else? We're not going to take you away from movie night because we know the kids are going to be bugging you, going, "Come on, Dad! Come on! Come on! Come on!" So, but they they had mentioned you hadn't been on any on any interviews with them yet, so we figured we're going to make that a change and bring you on for this one, even if it's short. Uh, thank you. No, I love that. That's great. Cool. I want to. Thanks for including me, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's our pleasure. Bye, Steve. Good to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. It's good to hear you guys, too. And I will uh, catch up with you guys soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll see you, Steve. That was Steve Avalon Gardner. Steve Avalon Gardner. See, we'll make it happen. Thank you. I mean, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, it was our pleasure. Yeah. That was like, fun. Like, like we said before show, we're, we're that conversa- conversationalist. We're not, we don't have the scripted questions. Why not? We just let things happen and that just happened. I love it. I love it. You guys are really zen and calm. So we try cool. to be. Yeah. We want everyone sure to feel now. comfortable. We, we just want to make everyone comfortable. Speaking of comfort, uh-huh. and it's been brought up a couple times, the sex scene. <laughs> when, super comfortable. When obviously John and Ian knew about this as they were writing it together. Tiffany, when you saw that, <laughs> how much fear came across you? <laughs> When when you saw that, I was like, "How are we doing this?" And no way in hell I'm doing this until it was explained to you. I definitely had a lot of questions. Like I was like, "Wait, wait a second, what?" So I had to, I had to ask for clarification for sure. And then I definitely was like, "Does this work for me? Does that make sense for me? Does that work? Yes, yes, okay, okay, yeah." Um, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting and unique scene. Um, and that's why I had so many questions, actually. That's for sure. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, it worked. I mean, for a sex scene, you know, what we typically get in most films, it's like, okay. Uh, and, and we've had other independent artists on where their films, there were sex scenes. Like, okay, how did this go about? And they go, well, we got the sock for this and that. Like, Okay, more info than we were expecting. Um, but y'all's was probably more intense of a sex scene without anything happening. That was so, it was like, okay, I think I want a cigarette now and I don't smoke. Um, it, it, it was intense and with I, I could see that as something happening in, in this day and age. And I think I think the the best part though was right after you had finished and you were both kind of sitting there and it was a little bit of like what did we just do but also like that was really cool and <laughs> yeah I love yeah. that song. and the, uh, I almost want to say Jay had that one thought am I still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Does this count? <laughs> the, the true bummer for me is that we can't do a proper theatrical release because I would love to sit in the back of a theater and watch friends, family have to sit oh. And how do they deal with it? <laughs> yeah. How do they deal with it when they're in a that would be interesting. couple hundred people and the two people left and right of you is your, hey, mom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <hope Cool>. we got <laughs> yeah. to do a drive-in screening somewhere. What's we that? Should. We I should. was on the phone with my grandma yesterday and she was like, I was talking to her about this movie and she's like, where can I see it? And I'm like, oh, oh. No. <laughs> I, 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 I'll get back to you. I need to think about this. Oh. Do I want my grandma to see this or not? <laughs> I do have to say, though, that that's probably the safest sex you could ever have. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Nobody got COVID or <laughs> <laughs> the virus. Yeah. It, it, cool. it was it's like the Kung Fu movies where people are socially distanced and they're knocking each other 10, 15 feet apart. <laughs> each blow <laughs> socially distant sex and everyone's satisfied. Right. Yeah. I, I remember I, I could I, I could like interchange some lines since they're wearing masks. I could interchange lines, you know, and like and make some things make them say other things at different times because you can't see their their mouths moving. Right. I remember like, oh, that's I remember that's like dangerous. Trying, yeah. 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 <laughs> Right. But I remember like just getting um, I didn't have to do that. I only did that like once or twice. But um, we only did a few a few shots of a few scene, a um, few takes rather of that. And um, and it seemed to just just flow. I think the last two were just awesome. And we we're and we were running simultaneous cameras, too. So now, y'all had said y'all had gotten so into the characters. And in many ways, you know, Tiffany, you said you were kind of fearful of leaving your apartment to begin with. Um, since y'all had done so much over camera and the characters' relationships got to that intensity point, did you guys? Your, I mean, how how real out of character was that scene for you guys? How 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 real was it afterwards after you filmed it? It's like to to not still be in character and and have that carry over into. Okay, we've left the, the character here. Did it did it get a little weird for for a bit afterwards? Or Ian, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I I again talk about an actor's fear. Uh, like, how awkward is this going to be during? How awkward is it going to be after? Like, how do we keep it professional and still get a good performance? All those things go through your head. And then there's something about the magic of having pulled off a scene like that where it was real in the moment and then as soon as we say cut and you know your your director and steve are both like wow that totally is working like and and we're like yeah i guess that was working and we you know we finish up our takes and then we're done like luckily i think the sense of relief that it's over (laughs) and the sense of like holy shit we pulled it off uh and we're all professionals like it's it's amazing how it's, it's like going to – here's a weird analogy for you. It's like going to, you know, maybe a naked spa or a nude beach. Like you're worried that you might – something might happen, and yet you get there and nothing happens because your body knows to behave. So long story short, uh, professionally, as soon as it's cut, everything's back to normal, and you're looking at your friend, your your co-star, your person on – you know, that you're working with, and it's it's just back to professional uh, and, and maybe uh, a sense of relief that like, well, okay, 
okay, that worked. <laughs> and it wasn't as scary or weird as I thought it might be. So yeah, that's that was I guess that was my experience. So how about you, Tiff? I would agree with Ian on that. That was a that was a good um, analogy. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think it's also really important when you do a scene like that that you feel comfortable with the people in the room and right. that you kind of have that that um, ability to feel like, okay, I can vocalize if I feel uncomfortable or, you know, and that just like creates an, an added safety around, around everything. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was really nice. Um, and yeah, there's just, yeah, there's something about the, the magic of, of performance art that just like you're able to kind of click it on and off. Uh, when when necessary. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was just curious because, you, you, you know, it's been the ongoing theme uh, throughout the this episode it's it's there's there's the normal but there's been a lot of stuff that hasn't been normal on how y'all brought thing how y'all approach the characters and how the characters have, have taken you guys on as well as opposed to like when you've done your shorts or on stage or whatever uh, you you get that it, it totally different vibe type thing i think that- I think the trippiest thing for me was, you know, the, the obvious that we're filming a movie about a pandemic and all the emotional stuff that comes up when you're trying to figure out, you know, this is, we've never done this before. We don't like as a society, as a culture, as a, a race, we've never had it to this level and predictions like, I don't know, like every emotional human fear that's coming up for us as characters in the film, we wrap. And we're driving home and you go to the store to get, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, that's right. I still have to put on a mask. Like my character didn't Mm -hmm. end just because the shot's over. And so, um, yeah, in some ways it's helpful because you're you're kind of method and you don't get to put the character down. Um, And in other ways, it's cathartic because you're getting to process it in ways that maybe your everyday person still stuck inside didn't get to process. Um, I I noticed that my uh, my housemates and a few of my friends were having the oh shit crisis like as I was filming. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's not so bad. I'm like, we're being creative. Life's still good. And as soon as we wrap, like all that heaviness just goes boom. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, no. yeah. Now it's not my turn. You know, like y'all get one freak out, man. Like in the movie, you know, when I'm losing my shit, uh, my, my freak out happened after we wrapped and it, it all came flooding back in the reality of the world I'm living in now. So that was the trippiest part for me, I guess. Yeah. Now I, I know for me, um, we talked about beginning show. I work uh, for Disney and uh, here at the parks, and you know, I, I was obviously for one of the people furloughed um, when right. they shut the parks down. Uh, thankfully, I got recalled back back in July, and with with everything we've gone through to get to that opening point and where we're at now, I feel safer there than if I go to Walmart or any, mm. any store. Did you guys find that same type of comfort that you know, while you were filming and even when all of y'all came together, you felt safer within this element, within this, um, I, I guess we'll, we'll take the NBA uh, NHL term, mm-hmm. the bubble, Y'all were in your own bubble. Y'all felt safe, safer there than going to the grocery store or going elsewhere. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, Ian just triggered a bunch of memories for me because I remember, I remember like filming this 
pandemic movie. And then like part of me in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, um, once we wrapped, you know, I, I uh, we we were still in this pandemic world. Right. And in the film and out of the film. And I remember like thinking like how nice it would be if we if after we wrapped for the day, we were like not in a pandemic and like <laughs> in like in the regular world, you know, I think <laughs> how nice that would yeah. be. If we didn't have that. So you had the te- you had the pressure of being in, you know, of making a thing on time and then you're out of it. You had the pressure of being in a in a, in a pandemic, you know, and it sort of like you didn't really have a lot of time to rest. So, I mean, you know, um, as far as being in a bubble, like, yeah, I felt I felt like we were all really um before we started shooting, we're like, you know, let's quarantine for 14 days. And we we're very open about like, you know, we're not going to see anybody else during that time, you know, and, um, you know, we're going to have a sanitation, uh, a, um, sanitizer station rather. And then, uh, you know, on set, you know, I gave everybody um, their own, like, I don't know, san- sanitizer squirt thingy, and everybody had. And then we, we wore we, gloves, we, sanitizer. Yeah, we, we were gloves the whole time. I remember that, yeah. like, uh, until like maybe halfway through, and we were, I think we, we'd been around each other so much that we were just like, you know, you know, we'd only seen each other during those, you know, because it was a 20, 22 day shoot, but we'd only seen each other basically the whole time, you know, um, and, you know, our respective roommates or whatever, you know. Uh, who were also quarantined. So I definitely felt safe with, with you and Steve, you know, and yeah, it was a pretty small pod. Yeah. And I was, I was concerned about uh, opening the, um, you know, our one day on set with, uh, with Tiffany. I just, I just wanted to be sure she felt safe. And so we, you know, made, made sure she had her own room and we kept six, six feet distance or whatever. But I don't know, once we were there, like we were like, I don't know, Tiffany, like, did you feel like, did you feel like safe? Did you feel like, you know, um, you know, you, you never yeah, felt absolutely. I, I felt very safe. I felt very comfortable and safe. And I was, I, I was like, man, I wish that we had filmed the whole thing where I was in person with these people, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was a really great, uh, it was a great day, great energy. Great. Well, felt, yeah. Feel, felt safe. <laughs> speaking of safe, since we've been talking for a while, I'm going to go ahead and do a little, <laughs> there you go. that way, that way y'all feel even more safe. <laughs> you know it's funny though when talking about being safe and everything like i have a different perspective on on this whole thing because my day job i work in shipping and i i didn't get i still had to go to work every day until mid may when i finally got got furloughed and now i'm even now i'm back to working normal so i had like it was like a whole different perspective from from my view and so in the film, when Ian, when you were when you were walking around the empty streets and stuff, that that scene really kind of um, I don't know that one that scene really hit me. That just looking around, I'm like there's nobody around, and that's just like yeah, that's a, like I. I'll, a lot of times I would drive to work and there was nobody around see, the streets. See, and, and that should have been the one of the clues that in the grocery store scene where there was like nothing on the shelf should have clued me in of when, oh, yeah. of when y'all had filmed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So because nice. well, I'm like, give us all that. <laughs> but, but I figured, too, you know, since since y'all were talking about being in Washington, I'm like, OK. With all the riots and everything else up there, maybe there is a situation where there's still sh- stores with nothing on the shelves. 
Mm. Yeah, we you couldn't find sanitizer during that time. Uh, yeah, we we tried. My, my sister had to send me some from Texas, and um, that that she'd made. I think in the little green bottle we used for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And she sent us the little spray bottles too. But yeah, there was no, there was there was hardly any TP right um, on the shelves during that time, and um, or sanitizer. I had to borrow toilet paper from a friend. Like I ran out of toilet paper, and, and it's just like, what the heck? There's no toilet paper at the grocery stores. I yeah. need toilet paper now. <laughs> we. Luckily, my wife goes early, so she was good at getting all of that. We we had just bought a, a the, from BJ's Wholesale Club. We had just bought a big pack of toilet paper before, mm. like a week before toilet paper hoarding became a thing. It's like, well, Perfect. we're we're good for a month, month and a half. <laughs> So you know what's funny? My wife was watching um, Hocus Pocus the other day. The other day, and there's a scene where the the punk kids had uh, toilet paper at a house. And my first thought was, "Are you nuts? Do you know how much that's <laughs> worth?" <laughs> that's awesome. You're just gonna throw it around like that? <laughs> you, you can sell that roll for two hundred right? bucks on eBay. Yeah. Have yeah. you all had just the- tossing over trees and? Well, but I think I think Ian, we we talked about this. Maybe maybe you too, Tiffany. Have you had the thing like where you're watching a movie and you see two people hug in the movie and you're like, oh oh oh, oh yeah, oh, oh. all the time, all the time. Yeah. Like, where's their mask? Where's yeah. their mask? Yeah. See, I, I'm having I'm having that right now. I I watched the uh, my family. We watched the show Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. And and we oh, see that yeah. and we see the judges are are socially distanced. I'm like, okay, either the crowd is stock f- stock footage or B roll yeah. B roll from previous seasons, and anytime they show a phone, they're going in and digitally adding that the new characters to the phone screen. Yeah, or there's a bunch of waivers just to, to get out of legal <laughs> situations happening right. to have that right. many people with them. Well, I said the other day that the the uh, the fake crowd is the new version of uh, the laugh track. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So I know you you guys were wanting to ask us some questions about the film. So I guess this would be the opportunity for for us to turn the tables and let y'all be the interviewers while we're the interviewees. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. You ready for this, Darren? (laughs) I'm ready. We're used to it because of Wookiee Radio. Oh, oh! I think my internet's cutting out. Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what what uh, what part um, for each of you? What what part, uh, Derek? First, what what part made you choke up? You mentioned something made you choke up earlier. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a couple of of things, and, and um, I wanna I wanna I, I don't I wanna try to say it without spoiling anything. Uh, but I will, for, well, first of all, I'll say the conversation, Ian, the conversation you had with your dad when he got sick, that was really, that one got me. That was really good. That one still gets me. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, yeah. that was a good one. Um, and then there was, again, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it's tough. Um, when the first time that you, you two were supposed to meet, 
and and uh, Tiffany, your character kind of didn't a sudden change in plans. <laughs> yes, yeah, or, or, or 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 as was always quoted in uh, the Brady Bunch, something suddenly just came up. <laughs> yeah. I, I was at first I was disappointed, but then when you finally when you finally talked to each other and you found out the reason behind it, then I was like, oh no! And so that got me a little too. But that, see, that, that scene, I think that can really say without spoiling anything. <laughs> see, it's that that was the that whole sequence is what that set of scenes or sequence of scenes is what um, from setting setting up the meetup to to the stand up to the panic. To the revelation of why it didn't happen, right? That, and to me, it, that was something that felt like it was ha- happening over days, and, it, and not realizing, oh wait, no, this is happening over hours. Mm. Okay, that that still had me choked up um, because I, I I totally felt what Ian was going through mm. because. Um, before I lost my dad, the actual couple of weeks where there was a day I tried calling my dad and I couldn't get a hold of him, which was not normal. And I contacted a friend of mine. It's like, have you gotten a hold? When's the last time you talked to my dad? He goes, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give him a call right now. And, you know, a couple hours, it's like, finally got a hold of him. Or my dad finally called. I'm like, okay, something's not right. What's going on? So for me getting choked up. I had I had that flashback to that emotional connection of when it actually hit me in real life, and I never thought I would experience that type of thing. And I will say kudos, you guys, y'all, y'all hit it, and yeah, y'all yeah. brought back an emotion that maybe I did need to to, to relive um, at this point in time and go. Things are okay though. No, we're getting through it. I think I need to call my dad this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, hey, man, thanks. Thanks for sharing that, man. Seriously, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's super vulnerable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I need. I need. I need a break now. <laughs> you want a cigarette? I got, right. hand, I got hand sanitizer. Oh no! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, now we're getting in deep yeah well i mean i tend i I lost my dad so i I tend to write um you know things about you know uh men and their fathers you know it tends to be an ongoing topic Mm. and actually bruce and and ian are like very close and ian is like uh, sorry uh bruce is by all means ian's i think ian would probably say this right is he's like he's like your portland dad right west coast dad yeah 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 well saying Taking what you just said, putting in the script about, you know, because Jay's a, a playwright or a script writer, um, what you put as the ending. And again, I'm trying not to spoil because I think it's a key part of it as well. Um, I, I love the twist where you said, well, you got to have a happy ending, um, which I want. I'm. I'm going to ask after show because I don't want again, I don't want to spoil and I have my own curiosity that I want to get confirmed or or get some sort of confirmation or nope, you were totally mm-hmm. out, wrong direction. Um, but no, I, I, I find that it's a great touch how you, you kind of put your own spin going. Now you got to have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love that part. I'm so happy that people kept, you know, I mean, it's not that subtle, but it can be missed. And so that's why I'm just so happy that you, that you, um, you caught that and, and it had an impact, you know, I don't know. So, so thank you for that. Uh, well, 
See, it's just that's one of the things I, th- I guess Derek and I are good at. We we've had that with other people. It's like we catch the the subtle stuff that people go, "How many people actually catch it?" And they'll go, "You know, we've had so many. We've talked to so many people, and they don't catch it. And you guys caught it." It's like you guys are the film geeks, though. Like you got yeah. your world. <laughs> yeah. And as I remember with, with with Ian, like because that that's a that's a based on a real a real a script that Ian is writing for a different movie, right? And so I remember like we had you know. And, but then we had to kind of take a little bit of uh, creative license here and and help it fit our narrative. And I remember like not being able to find out like what what is that arc you know for that inner for that story within a story you know. And then um, so you know that that scene on the um, when Jason's on the floor and he's um, you know looking up at the ceiling and he's doing that phone call you know within within the car right you know talking to his wife. I mean like yeah I mean you you did um, uh, you reached out to to Bruce and Bruce knowing you know each other so well that Bruce gave you a little nugget of information that just that yeah. just let you be able to like just sort of fall into it and you and you were vulnerable you know and then we were creating that narrative as we went and so in that remember in that uh that last scene that you're talking about when we uh you know the narrative within the narrative and the happy endings I remember like we kind of revised those that that page like the night before or a few days before to make it fit you know to make it all work and um yeah to continue with that scene um the guy the the gentleman who plays Jay's buddy right yeah Jimmy mm-hmm. um the whole movie no one's touching first time we see Jimmy leave the apartment whatnot there's the air hug there the air fist bump walk away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how weird was it to throw at the end here's the actual we're still in pandemic but I'm giving you a physical hug yeah how weird was that to f- Especially for Jay or, or Jason having the the anxiety, I I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but having the 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 phobia because of the pandemic of rubber gloves, mask, can't touch anyone, to all of a sudden go to that moment. Right. Well, as as like the, as the filmmaker, it was, um, uh, you know, I was like kind of losing it. I was just like really like, emotional, you know, to, you know, because we hadn't really been, you know, touching, you know, and, and hugging or, you know, there's there's a video that uh, Ian took of uh, he's he's telling me and Steve, you guys should high five. And we were about to and we stopped. You know, right there, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and it's 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 pretty funny. Like from so from the filmmaker, and 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 I remember telling uh, or asking rather Ian and Jimmy, like I think like uh, I think you you guys wanted to hug or something at some point earlier in the night. I was like, no, 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 no. You know, like let's you know, <laughs> camera's gotta be rolling. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wait till <laughs> let's, let's get the first hug. You know. And we had talked to, uh, you know, um, we talked to Jimmy about it. Like, have you been quarantining? How do you feel about this? And, you know, and we're all we're all under the same little small roof anyway. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it was a little bit, you know, we wondered, you know, like when we're talking about it later, you know, like are people going to, you know, judge us or have like, you know, be wondering about if we were safe or not on set. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot, actually, you know, like um, and that's one reason why, honestly, why. Well, I, I don't want to spoil that. Never mind. So uh, I'll come back. But, um, I, I, I almost want to say it comes to me. It came across as here. Here's our it. 
that you guys are saying this is our message of hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a full on, you know, free pass happy ending, but it's a glimmer of hope happy ending that I think we all need right now. Right. Yeah. 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 That was that was important that for that and the scene that follows um, follows it. So, yeah, Tiffany, I think um, I th- Wait, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, I, th- I think um, what I really loved about this movie is, is um, I love I love characters. I love stories about characters. I love I love when thing when movies really focus on the characters. And, um, you know, I talked about getting choked up earlier, but at the same time, watching the relationship between you guys grow, I had a big smile on my face the, the whole time. Um, so, you know, I was kind of, I kind of went in both directions in this movie and that's why I really enjoyed it. And, 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 uh, also just, I want to say that that story about that, that Jason was writing, uh, that play that Jason was writing, I need to see that. I need to see that happen. That sounds like something I would really enjoy. (laughs) That's awesome. That's good. So Tiffany, do you have a question for us, for the two of us? Um, I think if I do have a question for you, I feel like they asked the questions that I would have asked. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. And we we have that happen quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. I'm like, well, I had some questions, but you asked them already. So this isn't about the movie, but what is the most geekiest thing that each of you like? (laughs) That's a loaded question. It is a very loaded question. Um, well, I'm going to turn my camera for this one so you guys can see. The, the, the geekiest thing that I... geek out on the most. I hate Star Wars. I'm just kidding. I, all right, well, it, I, all right, if we're going to... I geek out that, because of Star Wars. Mine. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Uh, like a, we should all turn our cameras around now. Right. Here's my room. Here's here's some of my Star Wars stuff. Uh, here, here's my comic books. Um, here, yeah. Here's some of my Marvel stuff. Uh, there's my Transformers over there. Uh, I got all that over there. <laughs> See, Derek, knowing you as long as as I have because of this show. Um, I would say the two big things you geek out about the most is Star Wars and Transformers. Yeah, that would be accurate, I would say. Which yeah. are awesome. <laughs> uh, right. For me, you know, my biggest geek out is Star Wars. Uh, and it's because of Star Wars that I got into the entertainment industry. Wow, that's awesome. So, oh, and, that's pretty cool. And thankfully, because of the Star Wars conventions that are known as celebrations, uh, Star Wars Celebration, uh, my very first... The, the first two celebrations I went to were the two that were held here. Well, the only three I've been to were the three that were held here in Orlando. Uh, but the first two, uh, I got the chance to meet my inspiration. Uh, I won't say idol because my parents are my idols. I won't say mentor because I never worked with them. Um, but my inspiration, that was Ben Burt, who's the sound designer for Star Wars. Oh, awesome. And, and to go up to him and, you know, he had been doing fan signings and photos all day. And, um, you know, I walk up to him and I, I see that, you know, scale of, yeah, you're, I'm the celebrity, you're the fan. 
type, you, you, you know how the scales are tipped one way or another. And then I'm talking to him going, you know, my family, you know, first time I met him, I literally said, my family would say it's your, it's all your fault. He goes, but I didn't do it. I'm like, I, I disagree with them because, because of you, I became an audio engineer myself. And those scales went from celebrity fan to boom, peer. And, and and we had you know, like we did at the beginning of the show with Ian and I. We we had some of that peer talk. But what do you do? What are you working on? What type of you know? It had gear talk and shop talk, and it was so cool. I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually having shop talk with with a man that I aspired that asp- helped inspire me to to become an audio engineer. That's rad. That's so cool. That's very cool. You know, you know what? Another another thing I, I just realized that I really geek out about now, and and Mike, you actually have played a part in this, but uh, it's podcasting. Uh, I listen to a ton of podcasts. I do, including this one. I do a total of four podcasts myself. Yeah, I just really. And I'm right there with you. I'm doing right into it. I'm doing four as well, and two of them we do together. That's cool. Yes. Because uh, we actually I love podcasts. We I love them. Derek and I are part of a trio that do a Star Wars podcast as well. Cool. That's so, so, cool. so yeah. Derek and I, we see each other twice a week at That's least. Cool. Yeah. So. yeah. Awesome. They, um, I was going to say, um, I, I met my like idol one time, like uh, when I was more like in the music world, you know, and uh, he let me open for him and I met him. And I, you know, and I'm walking up to him and he looks at me and he says, we're taking all the money. I'm sorry. And uh, we're going to take all the, we're going to take the entire ride or two. Okay. And I was like, okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he walked away and I was like, all right, well, there's, there goes my, there goes my idol. <laughs> you, you look back at it now and go, yeah, man, I idolized that guy and he just ripped me off. Right. I didn't care. I mean, I went back and talked talk to the band. I was like, hey, we're getting ripped off by this. But don't we get to open for them. Don't worry about it. They're, they're so pissed. <laughs> I'm like, we get to open for him. What yeah. don't you? Why don't you get it? You know? Um, anyway. Is this someone you want to mention names? Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, uh, no, wait. No, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, uh, probably better not. Yeah. Better not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If, don't want to spoil it. If it's yeah, if it's Dave Mustaine, everyone knows he's a he's an ass. Oh, uh, it's nobody. I, I was never really like that big a deal in the music world. So like, it's not going to be anybody like you know. You might have heard of him, might have not, might have not. But for me, I was like me and all my friends. They was there. They like flew in um, from Texas to Portland to like be there for to see me open for this guy. And they're like, finally, you've made it, you know. And well, it was kind of funny. We'll, we'll, kind of funny. we'll save this for after show. Yeah, after show. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I just got to call out Tiffany here real quick. Uh, she's more of a geek than she might be letting on with her background. So uh-huh. on you, uh, what's what's the most geekiest thing you're into right now, Tiff? I mean, there's so much. There's I know. So much that uh, I like to geek out on. Um, I mean, were those yeah. actually your your magic cards? Yes. I have a very large amount of magic cards uh, and magic decks. I'm yeah. I don't have any 
of the the most recent like in the last like year i don't have any of the most recent sets uh you know the blocks or anything but um uh i've been trying to save my money all the yeah no magic is, sure, is something sure. i geek out on a lot uh all, all this really what all, all the scalpers on ebay now are going tiffany look what we got <laughs> yeah. pretty penny um, yeah so magic magic is a big one i also um i i really love um playing certain video games uh right now the the ones nice. that i played most recently that i'm super super into is the uh the tomb raider the most recent tomb raider trilogy and horizon zero dawn cool. and uh, uh i well, love doctor you. who um you know ah, many, excellent many things <laughs> yep. okay who's your favorite doctor Oh, David Tennant. David okay. Tennant all the way. Nice. New school. He's New always going to be my doctor. Matt Smith <laughs> is a close second, though. Matt Smith is definitely a close second. For me, um, see, I got to go more old school because it's, it's my dad's influence. Okay. Um, my two. <laughs> Did you just call me fat? No. Um, no. <laughs> old. Oh, okay. That's acceptable. I'm, I'm probably the oldest one here, so. Um, my it was because of my dad because you know it was Friday nights high school middle school it's like mine too I, I'm I'm gonna stay up on Friday Saturday nights because that's what we do watch whatever we can watch on Skinamax or HBO or the Movie Channel whatever whatever we have and um, my dad would go. I'm going to watch Doctor Who, and then I'm going to go to bed. So I got the TV for Who. I'm like, that's fine. So because of that, I I was big on Tom Baker and Peter Davidson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I love on Tom Baker. So. I love Baker. Um, but, I mean, we're talking second. To me, though, Baker is second place, but we're talking a tenth of a point what separates Baker from Davidson. I love I, I just, David Tennant, though. He is awesome. But I, I just love – it's, it's, you might as well just call it a tie. It, it's Baker and Davison's my favorites. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> That's awesome. So I somebody asked mm-hmm. – oh, before you do I just want to say somebody asked me the other day, instead of my favorite doctor, who my favorite um, companion was. That's a tougher question. <sighs> that is a tough one. That's oh. a really tough one. See, I, That's a really tough one. Oh, man. I don't remember names, but I would love to have had. We had it briefly after the transformation. I loved Davison with Baker's companions. I thought there was good chemistry there before Davison had his own companions. I had to go with either Rose, uh, Amy Pond, or K9. Oh, yeah. Love K9. Um, I would have to go with, with Donna, right? Probably. Oh, yeah. Good one. I'd probably yeah. have to go with her, and then Rose is probably a, a close second. But nice. Donna. Ian, now it's your turn. All right. Uh, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> it's the one where the answer changes every time it's asked. Right? Actually, actually, for me, that's an easy one. I would take the superpower of being able to read people's minds because I'm not – let's just say I'm not the best in social, social situations. Um, I'm very socially awkward, so – if 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 I knew what people were thinking, or at least if I could read their emotions, I might be better at interacting with people. 
Right on, yeah. Um, answer. I think I've said this a couple times um, with others, but never on show. Uh, and this is one recently I, I've kind of stuck with. I want the ability to manipulate audio frequencies. That that way, um, and this is where I'm going to go into the audio professional, audio geek in me. That way, you know, get into a situation where things are getting heated, conversations are getting raw. You know, it's too too loud in a place, and, and it's bothering me. I could then throw throw out a, a face canceling wave and make everything yes. silent, dude. The power um, of that. And, and, yeah. and be able, you know, to go in diffuse. Well, how do you quickly diffuse a situation? Can't cancel out all the sound and make yourself the only voice and trying while trying to be that voice of reason. Yeah. Mm. Let's make that movie, right? Yeah. Mm. I won't be an extra in it. <laughs> Done. Or if two people are getting too heated and they can't, you know, uh, just two people who love each other in an argument, if you could just tone it up and turn us into chipmunks and suddenly we're yelling at each other in chipmunk voices. Oh, yeah. I, take that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then you're done. You both lose it. And then you're laughing and you love each other again. You forget everything. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point there, Ian. And, yeah. yeah that, that, that could be a very... Very good thing. But you know, Ian, if you had talked like this to Surreal in the movie. Well, it was like this. I think that sex scene would have been a whole lot more. That's cool. Yes. (laughs) That was great. I think that was the highlight of my day right there. (laughs) All with the touch of a button with our our audio interface. Yes. Uh, John, superhero skill. Oh, what? Oh, you're uh, just taking this all the way around the table. Oh, all the way around, because it's going to come full circle. I yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. I think I think I just want to be, um, God, I don't know. I like all the I like all the the, the popular ones. I, I wish I could think of something cool like audio. I got to follow that. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can, can I, I don't know. Can I just be? Um, can I be invisible? I'll be invisible. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Invisible. That was one of my favorite. That's a good one. One yeah. of my favorite X Files episodes is the guy who could move so fast he was basically invisible because he could like go faster oh, than time. Oh yeah. It, See him come and go, and they're like, "How is he invisible?" And they figured out how he could manipulate time. Uh, it, something that happened. That was in, good X-Files. In DC, that character's called the Flush. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the movie they're trying to make. <laughs> and Tiff, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you got, you've been thinking about, you, you probably already know this one before we started. I mean, I have, I have, I, I, there's like so many, like if I could, if, if I could have superpowers, I, I would probably, there'd be like a few that I would have, right? Um, but I would say the ability to, like, go back in time or go forward in time or, you know, like, yeah, basically have my own TARDIS. That's what, it, you so, know. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I want my superpower to actually just be that I have a TARDIS. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Trip in the rift. That would be a good thing to have right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You need to go back and fix a few things for us, Tiff. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Go. They, they talked about or are they doing uh, a Doctor Who where the doctor's a, a woman and the the plus one is a guy? Are they is that even in the thought or the works? Because that's well, the, newest, that. the newest season. The Doctor is a is a female. Yeah, she's got multiple companions. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my wife and daughter's favorite Doctor at the moment. Cool. I, I got to uh, play catch up because I've been out of the loop for a minute here, and so cool. So they're already done it. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's pretty good too. Yeah. She 
she's an excellent actress. I yeah. I've seen her in a lot of stuff. Uh, Broadchurch, or yeah, Broadchurch, right? That was a one. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. David Tennant's in that too. <laughs> I, 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 hey, Derek, this is gonna be one of those few times you actually hear me swear on the show. I think people will still lose their shit if after this doctor, Edris Alba becomes the next doctor. Mm, like, cool. which is what yeah. the fans are wanting. I, I, I think I think the world will lose their shit. <laughs> Edris Alba either needs to be the next doctor or, or maybe James Bond because yeah, dude, yeah, that would be cool too. Either or, yeah. awesome. either or, yeah. or both, or both. I mean, why narrow it down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Let's our- just have him be in every movie and every TV show. We'll right. all be happy that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here we go. Edris Alba as James Bond with Morgan Freeman as Q. <laughs> oh. I like it. Oh, all right. <laughs> it, By the way, Tiffany, David Tennant has a podcast too. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't heard. I've I've only heard like a couple of the podcasts so far. But how many are there now? There's like quite a few now, aren't there? Uh, I, episodes at least. Yeah. 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 He just started a new season, so it's pretty good. He's a good. He's a good interviewer. So Ian, Not that I'm trying to promote his podcast on ours, but <laughs> Ian, yeah. your superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tiffany, uh, we, we both share a very similar mindset in that, like, I, I'm curious what happens in the future. And I sure would love to go back to the past and screw around with things. So mm-hmm. being a Time Lord would definitely be uh, high on the superhero list. But um, one that kind of came to me, I don't even remember what I was up to, but I like the idea of a character who could really screw with gravity. And so, like, just and if they go like this, the whole world tips and everything slides. And if they go like this, it slides. And you go like this and the whole world just goes vertical and you're like... So imagine I need to get 50 blocks in two seconds and I'm running and I'm chasing and then I just tip my hand forward and now I'm free fall skydiving. And then at the last second, I tip my hand back and I even out and go back into a sprint while cars and the whole world is going flip through the topsy-turvy. It has to be a bad guy superpower because you're going to leave a trail of destruction the entire earth wide when you do this stuff. Oh, but. no, it's OK. Warner Brothers has proven that you could be a good guy and, and leave a whole total path of destruction. And it's perfect. Right. Acceptable. Yeah. acceptable. Just look at Man of Steel. Right. Yeah, yeah no big deal. <laughs> so look at, yeah, look at Pacific Rim. Right. <laughs> yeah. Didn't right. didn't they actually like tally up the damage of like how much that would have all cost or, or oh, something? Nice. Like, all yeah. yeah, they have. Uh, yeah. Steel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they reference they, they reference it in uh as we call it, Batman hearts Superman, the yawn of justice. The yawn Bruce, of Wayne, justice. Bruce Wayne talks about how much damage was, was done during that whole yeah, battle. How much, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It was something like billions. Uh, easily. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Whole buildings are coming down. Yeah. Well, we, we've been going for, for quite some time. Any final thoughts? Uh, I, I should I should watch Doctor Who. That's probably my my yeah. final thought because I didn't say anything. And could I didn't could could we not cuss? Or were we not supposed to cuss on the show? No, it's all right. This oh. this show we we try and keep family friendly, but if it happens, oh. it happens. So okay. we're we're not as no big deal. This show we're not as tight as we are on um, Wookie Radio or even my other show, Mighty Marvel Geeks, uh, because of one of the other platforms that those two shows appear on this one we're we're a little looser it's just we we've we've always accepted it's okay if our guests do we we try not to but like i said this is just one time 
you hardly ever hear me do it. And it just felt like the thing to say. Yeah. So because cool, I, I, I thought like, oh, these guys, you know, I thought like maybe you y'all wanted us to be sort of I was like, I better edge it up a little bit and no. throw in a couple throw in a couple <laughs> of words for these guys. You know, that's how I was <laughs> approaching approaching the whole thing. So anyway. No, we just wanted you no. guys to be real, but y'all cool. have been. Gonna, and we love it. Yeah. We are super um, cool. Every time we swear. Just be yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have any. I don't have any uh, closing thoughts. I, I don't. I hope people enjoy the movie. I I am like just hearing you you guys talk about it today is really it's been reassuring because you really have no idea what people are going to think about a movie. And honestly, it was it was really really good. I really did enjoy it. The, I you thought it was great. I thought the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> can we quote that? You can quote yeah. that. Uh, yeah, sure. Just yeah. go back and qu- <laughs> count the beeps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We be geek says censor, 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 censor. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I want to put it in the trailer, actually. <laughs> yes. <it's> amazing. It's <laughs> been so much fun. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Amazing. Uh where where can people find the film? I mean it, it is out, yes. No, it comes remember. out okay. uh, comes out on November third. Okay. And it comes I, out on um uh iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, uh transactional and voodoo and Bandango now on November 3rd, election day. So perfect timing. Yeah. Great. Timing. Turn your brain off. Go and vote at- and then watch the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares about election results? <laughs> it's going to take forever for that to yeah, get settled. So. Three days, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, three days. So I, I'm here yeah. like two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I know is I already I voted Saturday, so I'm all set. I voted on Monday. Nice. We just dropped off our ballots uh, today. So I'm going to drop off mine tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> Such responsible Excellent. geeks, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's our geeky duty. That's right. <laughs> um, where can people find all you guys online? Um, for for me, it's just uh, at John Garcia uh, PDX. No no H and John. That's that's Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Ian. Um, Ian underscore D underscore Stout on Instagram. That's probably the best place. And then uh, obviously the film is Love and uh, at Love in Dangerous Times. All one word. I believe that's Instagram, Facebook, all that. That's a good way to keep up with what's happening. You know, release where to find it. That kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. And best for last, Tiffany. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, at Tiffany Groban. So just my name. Um, and I believe that's what it is on, on my Facebook as well. And um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for, for joining us. It was a blast. Yeah, that was yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And on that note, we're going to leave you guys asking. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.
Meanwhile, across town at the home for the mentally deficient. What's new on the 42 cast? Let's ask my co-hosts. We're talking about Doctor Who. Comic book shows and movies. And we're talking about all things Star Trek. And so much more. Check us out on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. It's only on the 42 cast. Your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. So Nathan, when are we finally talking Babylon 5? This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. We be geeks, your voice of the geek revolution.